Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor, an online resource for the multidisciplinary cancer team. Today, we are joined by Dr. Kevin Kalinsky, who is the director of the Glenn Family Breast Center at Winship Cancer Institute of Emory University. Dr. Kalinsky is here to share with us the results he presented at ESMO regarding real-world use patterns, effectiveness, and tolerability of sasituzumab govotecan for second-line or later treatment of metastatic triple-negative breast cancer. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Kalinsky. Would you like to introduce yourself and your research and what you do? Hi, I'm uh, Kevin Kalinsky. I'm a professor of medicine and director of the Glenn Family Breast Center at Emory University Winship Cancer Institute. Uh, and I'm a breast cancer medical oncologist. Awesome. And thank you again for joining us today. So we'll start out with this first question. Um, we are wondering, what are the results regarding the real-world use patterns, effectiveness, and tolerability of sasituzumab covatecan for second-line and later treatment metastatic triple-negative breast cancer that you're presenting at ESMO? Yeah, so for our patients with metastatic triple-negative breast cancer, we'd seen from the ASCENT trial, which was a pivotal phase three trial, that there was a overall survival benefit as well as improvement and progression-free survival and response when we looked at chemotherapy uh, compared to sasituzumab govotecan, with sasituzumab govotecan clearly statistically significant and clinically significant, uh, doing you know much better. So it became a standard of care. So one of our concerns when we look at a clinical trial population is whether you know, given the strict criteria that we have for patients going into clinical trials, whether this is reflected in a real-world setting. And so that's why we undertook the analysis that we did. And ultimately, we showed that, you know, in fact, the efficacy that we see for patients with metastatic triple-negative breast cancer in terms of the overall survival looks relatively similar to what we saw in the ASCENT study, and that, you know, the median overall survival in the real world was 14 months, around 14 months for those patients who were receiving it second line. And then if patients were receiving it more than second line, the overall survival was a little bit less at about 10 months. And we also saw, you know, just the rate of discontinuation, toxicities, management of these toxicities was relatively similar to what we saw in the clinical trial. I just wanted to ask maybe for if you have more detail you would like to go into about how these results differed from other clinical trials of sasituzumab govotecan. Right. So one of the notable aspects of this real-world analysis is that it's a diverse patient population. Nearly a quarter of patients were identified as Black. And one of the issues that we have in clinical trials across the board is that our underrepresented minorities are underrepresented in these clinical trials. And in the ASCENT trial, that rate was in the, you know, around 10% or, or so. And so in this analysis, which included patients with a diverse background, we're seeing this benefit that uh, you know, had a real-world overall survival that was similar to what was reported in the ASCENT trial. The other thing that commonly comes up is just the utilization of growth factors. And this was something that was captured in the ASCENT trial because one of the main side effects that we can see with sasituzumab in the real world beyond patients losing their hair and besides gastrointestinal issues, one of the practical issues 
is that it can decrease your white cells. And so we saw that approximately a little shy of 60% of patients required growth factor support. Also understanding that the majority of those patients had received growth factor support from their prior uh, chemotherapy as well. Just to touch on what you had said about how this trial was more diverse and everything, um, I think that is definitely really exciting. And uh, I was wondering if you could touch on how you believe these results in any way could change the future landscape of how we treat TNBC. Yeah, it's it's important that for our patients, that when we're giving them agents, that we know that it's offering benefit across the spectrum of patients, that it's not just a bias uh, to a specific cohort of patients. When I will say we did look to see whether there are any differences in terms of outcome, including um, uh, you know improvement in survival between different races, and we did not see that. And to me, that was encouraging because it's just reiterating the importance that we be utilizing sasituzumab in our patients right now with metastatic triple negative breast cancer. The other comment that I'll make is that, you know, we did see dose reductions and uh, interruptions due to side effects. You know, it was about a quarter of patients required a dose reduction and about 7% uh, or so patients had to discontinue due to side effects. And so it's important that we just be aware of these potential side effects uh, when we think about uh, offering patients these drugs. But to me, these data mostly are just reassuring that what we've seen in a clinical trial population apply to patients in the real world as well. If you'd like to comment on the what you believe the future direction for this research regarding real world use patterns, effectiveness, and tolerability, um, what that what that would be like. Yeah, it, it, it's important across the board that when we have new treatments in our patients, that we are also evaluating how these drugs do both efficacy-wise and tolerability-wise in the real world. So now we've done this with sasituzumab. I think ongoing questions in the metastatic triple negative space will include questions such as, uh, you know, whether there are any predictors for toxicity, the other potentially being, you know, as additional agents are approved in the metastatic space, just sequencing of these drugs, you know, if there are additional ADCs, how we should be utilizing these agents uh, in the real world, because sometimes those are the means by which we're able to address important questions. Definitely. Final question that I have for you is, if there's any additional abstracts from ESMO you'd like to highlight regarding metastatic TNBC or any others that you think we should keep an eye on? So for metastatic triple negative breast cancer, I'll say at ESMO, the studies that are being presented are primarily early phase studies. Uh, including antibody drug conjugates, other mechanisms of targeting different alterations on the tumor, such as B7H4 uh, targeted therapies, uh, additional uh, trope 2 antibody data that we'll be seeing. Uh, but really for metastatic triple negative breast cancer, what I would say is those are, at least at what's being presented at ESMO, are early on in development and exciting. Uh, but these data that we're presenting today reflecting our current clinical practice and reinforce how we've been treating patients. Excellent. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. And we'll keep an eye out for these, this research and we'll definitely keep up with you in the future. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time and your research, Dr. Kalinske. I appreciate it. Great. Thanks for including me.